Blog Talk Radio. And that was Good Fight. 
and you can check them out on unspokenmusic.com. Our show is broadcasted every Saturday at 11.30 to 12 live at www.blogtalkradio.com, Getting Healthy Today. You can find me at Getting Healthy Today on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And all these episodes after broadcasted can be found on Stitcher Radio and on iTunes. So let's get started. And if you want to call the show today, you can call 516-418-5979. That's, again, 516-418-5979. So today we're looking at personality disorders, and I just want to give you a brief overview first about personality disorders, what they are, and what it it encompasses. For instance, personality disorder is a type of mental disorder that has a rigid and unhealthy pattern of thinking, functioning, and behaving. So a person with this personality disorder has trouble perceiving and relating to social situations and people around them. Now, the causes of personality disorder um, relate to significant problems and limitations in the person's ability to engage in relationships, social activities, work, and school. And in some cases, you may not realize that you have a personality disorder because your way of thinking and behaving seems almost natural to you, and you're not even aware of it. So you may blame others for the challenges that you face on an everyday level. And personality disorders usually begin in the teenage years of an individual's life or early adulthood. And like I said, we're going to talk about three different clusters, cluster A, cluster B, and cluster C. So let's go right to it. We're looking for the symptoms. Now, when you're looking at personality disorders, the way a person gets diagnosed with personality disorders is a psychiatrist or mental health professional utilizes what's called the DSM-5 diagnostic criteria. And a person with a personality disorder, so if the person is diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, any of those personality disorders, they have to have at least least six to ten symptoms of that particular personality disorder. And it has to occur within a six-month period consecutively. So a person can't necessarily get diagnosed unless they're actually diagnosed from a psychiatrist or another mental health professional that's capable of doing that. So a person can have one or the other. They can have the diagnosis or they can have what's called the traits that represent that personality disorder. But obviously a person would have to be seen by a professional to really determine if they have a personality disorder or not. So cluster A personality disorders are characterized by odd, eccentric thinking or behavior, and they include personality disorder of a paranoid type, schizoid personality disorder, and schizotypal personality disorder. So now a paranoid personality disorder is a person having an ongoing problem or pervasive distrust and suspicion of others and their motives. Now, the unjustified belief that others are trying to harm them or deceive them is also another symptom of that condition. Unjustified suspicion of the loyalty or the trustworthiness of a person happens to be one of them as well. Now, uh, the hesitance to confide in others due to unreasonable fear that others will use information against them is also a problem. Perception of innocent remarks 
or non-threatening situations and personal insults or attacks. A person can become angry or hostile in reaction to perceived insults or insights about their um, suspicion of those people. Now, these people tend to have grudges towards others. Also, there is a recurrent suspicion that a spouse or sexual partner is unfaithful to them. So these are things that a paranoid personality disorder could possibly have. Now, a schizoid personality disorder lacks the interest in social or personal relationships with others and prefers to be alone. There's a limited range in this person of expressing themselves, so their emotional expression is limited. Their inability to take pleasure in most activities that others find interesting or exciting. There's a problem with a person's ability to pick up normal social cues that a person would normally pick up. The other issue is the appearance of being cold or indifferent to others. Then there's little or no interest in having sex with another person, so their lack of sex is part of their issue as well. Now, the schizotypal personality disorder has peculiar dressing, thinking, beliefs, speech, and or behavior. There's odd perceptual experiences, such as hearing a voice, a whisper of their name. There can be observed flat emotions or inappropriate emotional responses. There is social anxiety and a lack of discomfort with close relationships. There is a sense of indifference or inappropriate or excuse me, suspicious responses to others. There is a sense of magical thinking, believing that you can influence people and events with your own thoughts. And the last part is belief that your certain casual incidents or events have hidden messages behind them, only meant for you. So that is, those are three for cluster A. Now, cluster B is another type of disorder. And those encompass some of the ones that you already know, borderline personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder. Uh, they have, uh, what's the other part? Oh, yeah. So in looking at antisocial personality, I want to tell you a little bit about that real quick. Now, antisocial personality disorder, you tend to see that a lot in people that are in the criminal justice system. So a lot of times I work in the criminal justice system. I work as a mental health and substance abuse counselor. And some of the things that you see in that situation, their lack of um, the ability to regard authority figures. So antisocial personality disorder are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, or unpredictable thinking or behavior. So in the antisocial personality disorder, there's a disregard for other people's feelings or needs. There's persistent lying, stealing, using aliases, and conning other people. There's recovering problems with the law. They become involved in many legal issues. There's re repeated violations of the rights of others. There's an aggressive or often violent behavior or posturing. There's a disregard for the safety of their self or of the other people. There's a strong impulsive behavior observed, consistently irresponsible in everyday life activities. They have a strong sense and lack of remorse for behaviors or for when they've done something wrong. 
Borderline personality disorder is another type of personality disorder under the cluster B, and that is a person that has impulsive and risky behavior, such as having unsafe sex, gambling, or binge eating. There's an unstable or fragile self-image involved, unstable and intense relationships, up and down moods, often as a reaction to interpersonal stress. There's an intensive fear of being alone or abandoned. Abandoned, excuse me. Ongoing feelings of emptiness are felt by this individual. There's a frequent intense display of anger. There is stress-related paranoia that comes and goes as a result. Now, you may find people with borderline personality disorder having a history of sexual or physical or even verbal abuse of a consistent nature that starts at a young age that never was actually treated. So they tend to have some of these issues. Now, you have histrionic personality disorder that's constantly seeking attention, excessively emotional, dramatic, or sexually provocative to gain attention from others. They speak dramatically with strong opinions and with few facts or details to back them up. They're easily influenced by other people. They become shallow and rapidly change their emotions on the dot. Excessive concern with their physical appearance, so maybe in the mirror very often, trying to fix things on their, how they look. They think relationships with others are closer than they really are, so they have, a mis- they have a misperception of their relationships. Now, the next one I want to talk about is narcissistic personality disorder. There is a belief in this disorder that you're special and more important than any other person. The fantasies about power, success, and attractiveness are in your mind, and the failure to recognize others' needs and feelings are apparent in this particular disorder. The exaggeration of achievement of, of your talent is manifested in this behavior. The expectation of constant praise and admiration. There's a sense of arrogance, arrogance in your behavior. You have an unrealistic and unreasonable expectation of favors and advantages, often taking advantage of other people. And you have a strong sense of envy of others and the belief that others envy you as a result. All right, right now I want to take a small break, and I want you to listen to a great public message from NAMI by a wonderful actress by the name of Mayim Bialik. Uh, she's from the show uh, The Big Band Theory. So let's listen to that. When we come back, we're going to talk about Cluster C, and we'll wrap this whole show up today. Okay, if you want to give us a call, make sure you call 516-418-5979. That's, again, 516-418-5979. love to hear from you, and we'll listen to this brief announcement by me. All right, here we go. Hi, my name is Mayim Bialik, and you probably know me from The Big Bang Theory, where I play neurobiologist Amy Farrah Fowler. Well, in real life, I'm actually a trained neuroscientist who spent seven years of my life working towards a PhD specializing in obsessive compulsive disorder. My research for my thesis confirmed a significant personal connection for me with OCD. OCD is real, as are anxiety, depression, and panic disorder. I know about those as well. I also know way too much about bipolar disorder, suicidal depression, and a host of other conditions I've come in close contact with in my life. But my interest and involvement in the world of mental illness didn't start in graduate school. I come from a family full of a phenomenal set of skills and also a tremendous amount of struggle. Many in my family have lived with mental illness without help or support. As hard as it is to live with a mental health condition and not get help, It's also hard to love someone with a mental health condition when we don't know how to help. As I left my parents' home and went out into the world, I learned that people who struggle with mental health conditions are to be found in every corner of the globe, 
in every racial and ethnic group and from poor and rich families alike. No family is immune from mental health conditions, and it's a rare and blessed gift to be able to get help when you or a loved one need it. I've turned to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, as a resource for myself and those I love for years. NAMI is a nonprofit organization whose goal it is to provide support and information to those living with mental health conditions or loving someone who's living with a mental health condition. NAMI does this through support groups, my personal favorite, fundraisers, public service announcements aimed to remove the stigma from mental illness, advocacy, and helplines to give you support if you or a loved one need it. It's not easy to talk about mental health conditions, but I know too many people I love who did not get help in time. And that's why I've chosen to speak out with NAMI and spread the message that I am stigma-free and everyone deserves to get the help and support they need. And NAMI can help you do that. Please consider being a part of NAMI's mission. Wow, isn't she amazing? She's more amazing in person probably than, than her actual character. She's just an amazing person. All right, I hope you enjoyed that message about NAMI. Later on, I'm going to give you some information about different websites you can check, um, places that I saw information about mental health, and, of course, uh, can help you with your friends or family that may have an issue. So right now, let's talk about, we talked about cluster A and cluster B, and right now we're going to talk about cluster C personality disorders. And cluster C personality disorders are characterized by people that have anxiety, fearful thinking, or behaviors. And they include the following, avoidant personality disorder, dependent personality disorder, obsessive-compulsive personality disorder, as she mentioned in her public message. And let's look at avoidant personality disorder right now. So the avoidant personality disorder it has this issue. Too sensitive to, criticize or, uh, to criticism or rejection. They're feeling inadequate, inferior, or unattractive towards others. They have an avoidance of work activities that require interpersonal contact. They're socially inhibited inhibition, timidness, and isolation, and they have a problem with avoiding new activities or meeting strangers. They have an extreme shyness in social situations and personal relationships. There's a sense of disapproval and the fear of that and the sense of embarrassment or ridicule that they may feel from other people. Dependent personality disorder, on the other hand, has an excessive dependence on others and feeling the need to be taken care of by others. The submissive or clingingness behavior towards others is apparent. Fear of having to provide self-care or fend for themselves if left alone is one of their fears. The lack of self-confidence that they have, requiring excessive advice and reassurance from others to make even small decisions. Their strong indecisiveness is a strong issue with this behavior. Difficulty stating or doing projects or starting projects on their own due to lack of self-confidence is essential in this situation. Difficulty is disagreeing with others and fearing disapproval from people of authority. Tolerance of poor or abusive treatment, even when other options are available to them. Now, the urgent need to start a new relationship when a close one has ended. Their sense of loss is so strong that they have the inability to handle anything that is taken away from them. So they have some issues there. Uh, obsessive compulsive personality disorder has a preoccupation with details, orderliness, and rules. This is why people that OCD have a ritualistic behavior. They must do a certain behavior at a certain time for a certain period of time and length and in order to get it done. 
There's an extreme perfectionism tendency resulting in dysfunction and distress when perfection is not achieved. This feeling is unable to be able to finish the project for the individual and they're unable to meet their strict regulations that they've set forth in their mind. Their desire to be in control of people, tasks, and situations and having an inability to delegate tasks to other people. They neglect friends and enjoyable activities because of their excessive commitment to these ritualistic behaviors and their inability to discard broken or worthless objects is is apparent. Now they're rigid and stubborn in their behavior. They're inflexible about morality, ethics, or values. And they have a tendency to have tight, miserly control over budgeting and spending money. And what we've known is that the causes of personality disorders can come from genetic or environmental factors. Now, personality disorder is thought to be caused by a combination of genetic and environmental influences. Now, your genes can make you more vulnerable in developing a personality disorder and a life situation which triggers this issue. Now, the risk factors are family history of personality disorders in your family or mental illness, abusive, unstable, or chaotic family life during childhood, being diagnosed with a childhood conduct disorder, and variations in brain chemistry and structure. So one of the things that's important here is if you feel that you're having difficulty in different aspects of your life in a social matter, you may want to check to see if you actually have a social disorder like that, you know, personality disorder. And a lot of times, a lot of us may not understand why we have difficulty with certain people at work, school, and other social contexts. And it could be because we're dealing with people that have a strong personality disorder, and they may not have even been told that they even have something like that. And some of the difficulties and conflicts that you have, you may be talking to somebody about this. So hopefully today you got a good sense of personality disorders and a good overview so that now when you go into the community you can understand that you might be dealing with somebody who really has a condition and that knowing their strength and knowing the issues that they have, you could possibly deal with them a little differently. And a lot of it is we can't feed into some of their behaviors. So someone who's antisocial, uh, if, you're in, if you're a person of authority, they already have a strong negative thought process towards you. So your, your ability to connect with them is going to be different than someone else that has, let's say, histrionic personality or borderline personality. So one of the things you have to do, let's say, with a borderline personality disorder person, a person that has that condition, is you've got to be careful of what you promise them. Because if you promise something and you don't follow through, then they're going to have the sense of abandonment and you're going to have a strong conflict with that individual. In my, in my background of 20 years in doing this, with, with different disorders such as these that I've been speaking of today, there are specific things that you have to know about the disorder and your relationship with them is affected based on that. So if I, don't, if I promise something to someone, I better be able to follow through on that. If I'm not able to, I need to put that out there that I'm not able to promise this person that specific uh, promise that I have in mind. So if I wanted to do something for somebody and I say, I'm going to do that for you and I'll get it to you by Friday, I better present that by Friday because if I don't present it by Friday, there goes the reinforcement of the borderline personality disorder condition because of that one little incident, believe it or not. So we've got to be really careful in how we relate to other people. So it's good to know a backstory of people. It's good to know you might be dealing with somebody like that, so you may have to be just slightly careful in the way you manage 
people and understand that everything you say and do has a strong impact on another person. So if someone actually basically just reacts to you in a, in a very strong fashion and maybe tantrum-like, tantrum-like fashion, there could be something underlying there, like I said, the personality disorder, and that's what you're dealing with. So I hope that everyone has gotten a lot of value today in today's show. One of the things I want to tell you is that the NAMI organization is awesome. Uh, if you go to www.nami.org, you can get a lot of information. They help people with support groups. They give you a lot of information about how to deal with people with various conditions. Now, I've been doing this for March, uh, all the conditions I've been talking about. I've been doing, we're doing four shows. The next week is our last show. We're going to be talking about dissociative identity disorder. So if you've seen the movie Split, we're going to be talking about that and how rare it is to see someone that has what used to be called multiple personality disorders and now it's called dissociative identity disorder. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but the other organization I want you to look into as well for more information is if you go to www.nimh.nih.org, and that's the National Institute of Mental Health. They're a great resource. They're one of my resources for today's broadcast. And another um, two places I want you to go to is www.mayoclinic.org. They also talk about mental health disorders, and they're also a great source of information. They're very explicit, and they explain it to you very clearly. And another organization that you want to, it's a government organization. It's called SAMHSA. It's www.samhsa.gov, and it stands for Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration, and they give you free information. They send it to you sometimes just for a nominal fee of the uh, shipping and handling costs of something. So if you needed more information about suicide prevention, you needed more information about what we talked about today, personality disorders, what we talked about last week, uh, schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or weeks before that, all that can be given to you just by writing to them and they'll send you information for free, videos, you name it. Check that out, that website. So check all those websites out for more information. I hope you enjoyed the show. Next week, we're going to be talking about the social identity disorder again. And the show starts at 11.30 to 12. And if you want to get in touch with me, you just go to Getting Healthy Today on Facebook. You go to Instagram as well, Twitter. And you can email me at vmarise at comcast.net for further information. All right, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. And I'll see you next week.
All right. Don't forget to follow this show on Block Talk Radio and let your friends know for next week's episode on Dissociative Identity Disorder at 1130 to 12, March 25th. And then on April, we're going to be talking about cancer and unfortunate issues with that. So let's check that out next week. I will definitely help you with any information you need about these mental health disorders. Have a nice day, everybody. Take care.